from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. Welcome to Taking Inventory with RF Smart. I'm Sarah Archer, and in this podcast, we talk about ERPs, we talk about WMS, uh, we talk about so much more, and we share customer stories. And so today, we've got a great story about customer service. Uh, we've got our customer kitchen cabinet distributors joining us all the way from Raleigh. Um, and by all the way, I mean like two states away from where I am right now. Uh, I've also got Haley Thomas on as a co-host. Uh, Haley is KCD's account executive. Uh, she works very closely with me at RF Smart, and she's also one of my favorite people. So I'm excited to have her here today. Um, but she's worked really closely with the project, so I know that she's got a lot to add. Um, Haley, will you introduce yourself and maybe introduce our guests? Absolutely. So as Sarah said, my name is Haley Thomas, and I'm the sales executive covering um, for our NetSuite team. So I've been with our Smart for about four and a half years, and I love it. Um, as she also said, we've got Glenn and Seth from KCD. Um, so we, I'll let them introduce themselves. Um, you know, thanks for that intro, Haley, and thanks for having us on your podcast, Sarah. We're we're really excited to be here. Uh, as mentioned, my name's Glenn Wagel, and I've worked with KCD for going on three years now as its vice president of operations and IT. And I've got to tell you, it's been an awesome journey to to work with so many talented and amazing people. It's it's just been so much fun. And I've worked in the supply chain industry now for a little over 20 years with a career focused on leading operational change management type situations in the building materials industry, both from a distribution and manufacturing perspective. And in my experience, I've, I've worked with a couple big name companies that you may or may not have heard of, like, I don't know, Lowe's Home Improvement, <laughs> uh, HD Supply, DAP Products. And, and I'm additionally a combat veteran and served as a logistics officer in uh, the U.S. Army and Army Reserve. Well, thank you for your service. And yes, I may have heard of some of those uh, in the past. <laughs> uh, Seth, you're on as well. Can you uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Seth Hayes. I'm the Director of Operations. Uh, I've been with KCD for the last four and a half years, and it has been a really great experience for me. Uh, I started as the operations manager running day-to-day operations, and in 2018, uh, took on the role of DC manager, where I had oversight of the operating budget and played a more strategic role for the Raleigh DC. Uh, Last year, I was promoted to Director of Operations, where I've been focused on streamlining the technology platform through our ERP and RF Smart, uh, as well as growing our distribution network. Uh, prior to joining KCD, I was a regional operations manager at Iron Mountain. They are the global leader in records and information management. Uh, there I had responsibility over seven distribution centers and a captive fleet of delivery trucks. Um, one fun fact about my experience at Iron Mountain, I actually started there as a temporary associate and worked my way up through the organization over the course of about 14 years. And that was a really neat story um, to tell uh, to new employees as they joined the organization. Uh, I have an even cooler story, though, uh, about my tenure here at KCD. Uh, every year we exhibit at the largest kitchen and bath show in the country, and it's called KBiz. Uh, Last year, KBiz was in Las Vegas, and our VP of Sales and Marketing 
lined up a really incredible surprise for me. Uh, a few months prior to the show, we did some custom painted cabinets for the greatest magician on planet Earth, Chris Angel. And uh, while we were in Vegas, we were actually able to see those cabinets in person in Chris's meet and greet lounge and his dressing room and his bathroom. Uh, and getting to meet Chris in person was an absolutely amazing experience. And the cherry on top was we got tickets to go see the show afterwards and uh, spend a little bit of time with him. So it was definitely a, a once in a lifetime experience for me. And, and I'm grateful to have gone through that. Basically. Did he saw you in half? Did he bring you up on stage? He asked me if he wanted to, and I thought about it and just <laughs> didn't want to go down that road. Yeah, I don't know that I would want to be sawed in half either. That's awesome, though, that you got to meet Chris Angel. Um, even cooler that you guys got to paint his cabinets. And so b- before we were kind of talking through this story, and um, you guys, you painted them black, right? Which, from my understanding, is kind of a difficult thing to do. It is, yeah. Black cabinets really show blemishes, and you really have to get the coating on there nice and even, or you can tell that it, you know, it's not a good paint job. So we spent quite a bit of time on those cabinets, but they turned out really great. I want to talk about the uh, the overview of the way that the company has grown, because KCD really went from being kind of a mom-and-pop shop um, to working with big names um, and, and really and having several locations. And so can you just give a, an overview of um, the way the company has grown in the last couple of years? Sure. So KCD was founded in 2007 by a wonderful couple named Richard and Pauline Gamble here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And the both of them had pretty robust careers in the furniture industry. Richard was an engineer by trade and He had worked a lot with large manufacturing companies for furniture throughout North Carolina, which a lot of folks are very, it's very well rooted in the market that the furniture industry has deep, deep roots here in the state of North Carolina, which is really exciting because Richard and Pauline were at the forefront of designing cabinetry to be manufactured into a kit-like box, which is different than how you see cabinetry at the hardware store or when it's being installed in your home. So a different way to think about this is kind of like, how you go to Ikea or Walmart and you buy a desk or some other piece of furniture and you take the box home and you open it up and, you know, you start to cry immediately because it's, you know, (laughs) in complicated picture type instructions. Um, You just look at it and you're like, oh man, what did I get myself into? But KCD has done this with the help of Richard and Pauline and and started kind of a whole industry. They were at the, they were founding uh, parents, if you will, of the industry. But instead of putting particle board components and laminate sides on these cabinets like you would buy at a like a Walmart desk or something, we're using high quality finishes and veneers and solid wood to build these cabinets. So literally everything that you would need to build one part of a cabinet, like a whole cabinet unit, is in this box. And during this adventure, as I like to think of it, of designing cabinets to be packaged as these flat pack kits... Richard and Pauline, they they figured it out real quick, right? This is going to be a game changer coming into the market where if you were building a home or renovating a home and you wanted new cabinets and you called up your local cabinet builder or maybe you had connection to a, a larger, more national one, you're talking about weeks or months of waiting to get cabinets. And this solution that they were part of puts it to where you could have these cabinets in days, not weeks, which is huge. Like the, the Amazon effect that we think of in the marketplace now, think of that in 2007. 
it, it's kind of a little bit crazy. So ahead of its time, know, almost. That's exactly right. So there's, so they go, they do this project, and they have an opportunity to buy some of these cabinets, right? So they buy a container load of these cabinets, bring them in, and start selling them in North Carolina. So we think about how 2007 doesn't exactly feel like it would be the best time to do business, right? Because in 2008, 2009, we see the housing bubble burst and you'd be like, oh, no. (laughs) 2007 was great to get it kicked off, right? You know, the housing market was peaking. People were building. KCD was off to the races. And they were able to stay in business through that national recession in 08 and 09 because so many homeowners turned to remodeling their homes instead of building a new home or buying a new home. And as time passed and the market recovered, KCD's reputation during that period of recession was strong. Um, We had a a reputation as a reliable partner. The business grew and our name stood out. And instead of just selling in North Carolina, they were able to start selling throughout the Southeast and business was great. So if you think of how businesses grow over time and we're coming into like the 2012, 2013 time period, you know, they're running into that, that concept that you're growing a business, you have to inject it with capital in order to fuel that growth. So it put them in an interesting spot in 2014. In one hand, they had to ask themselves the question, do you use the money that you so responsibly saved up through your career for retirement to grow this business further? Or do you sell the business, cash out, buy a house in the beautiful mountains of North Carolina and spend time spoiling your grandchildren rotten? That's a tough question, isn't it? So they live in the mountains of North Carolina. (laughs) They are spoiling their grandchildren rotten and just having the time of their life. So at 20, in 2014, when they sold the company into private equity, KCD joined the Ninth Street Capital Partners portfolio of companies, which has been fantastic for KCD as, you know, when we were at that point in our existence, uh, Ninth Street was able to inject capital into the business to help us grow. And we experienced rapid, rapid, rapid growth. I think it's it's interesting that you talk about this growth because the growth is really um, what kind of led to uh, this customer service focus, what led to um, looking into technology to help uh, continue that customer service, customer retention. But it's also led to some really neat relationships for your company. Of course, you talked about Chris Angel, but there is a little a little group called the Property Brothers um, that some people may have heard of um, that use your cabinets. And so can you guys talk about that relationship and, and kind of the growth that you guys have seen now that you're partnering with celebrities like the Property Brothers? Absolutely. Um, we we had the fortune of working with um, Jonathan and Drew and as the Property Brothers on a television show across several episodes in 2018 and 2019. And when we kind of dug in to find out why, why KCD versus others, the, the share was that contractors that they were working with were really excited about the quality of our products But even more so than that, they loved the quick service, the accurate service, the quality of our customer service, and it just kept them coming back. It it made them have a sticky relationship with KCD. And, you know, we're just really excited about that. We really love the opportunity to work with them. And we're looking forward to working with Drew and Jonathan on some future projects, hopefully coming up soon. Fingers crossed. I I probably already said too much. (laughs) You know, 
all of your experiences that you have talked about are really rooted in that having great customer service. Um, and so, you know, great customer service leads to growth. Um, and you guys are, are, are clearly a testament to that. And I want to talk about customer service and what it means uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, first, because great customer service is a team effort. You have to really get buy-in from a whole team to deliver on great customer service. And so I'm interested to hear how you guys are doing that. Um, and secondly, at RF Smart, customer service is important to us. And so we're asking, you know, how can we be crazy for our customers? That's one of our values. How can we deliver great customer service? And you guys are such a great example of that. And so for all of our customers that are listening who are thinking, how can we improve our customer service? How can we get in on this team effort? Um, I just want to start by asking, what are some ways um, that you as, a, as an organization are demonstrating great customer service? Well, the first thing we've got to establish right there is that you know, KCD is not selling any type of pr- proprietary product. And the biggest differentiator in our industry is service. Hard stop. At the end of the day, it's important that our customers can focus on serving their customers and not have to worry about issues with their orders, but also knowing if there is an issue that KCD will make it right and we will make it right fast. Um, As an organization, we take a holistic approach that's focused on customer service, both external and internal. Um, And as an operating group, we focus on four big pillars and they always go in this order, safety, quality, service, and cost. Because without safety of your people, your team, your customers, your vendors, you might as well not even be in existence. People are the most important part of our business. Quality comes next. Because if if you don't have a quality product or a quality offering, nobody's going to knock on your door. Nobody's going to think twice about what you got. And, and, you know, transitioning into service, like, like I said, we don't have a proprietary product. So service is super important to KCD. If we don't get you what you want, when you want it and where you want it, you can go somewhere else and find it. And cost is last in this driver because while we are in business to make money and do things in that sense, if you don't have your safety, quality, and service in check, cost won't matter because you'll be out of business. At the same time that as you're, you're focused on your safety, your quality, and your service, you're going to be driving efficiencies through your business. You're going to be looking at processes and your cost will come with that. So to drive further into that a little bit more, we focus a lot on continuous improvement in the organization, and we do it at every level, not just at my level or Seth's level. We, we emphasize Lean and Six Sigma concepts throughout the company. Um, we, we get our black belts involved. Seth Hayes, he's a black belt. I, I'm a black belt in Six Sigma. We have multiple green belts throughout the organization. And probably almost 50% of our organization is rated as a yellow belt. So it's very interesting. What does interesting that mean? To, uh, like- well, Six Sigma and Lean are both processes, like their mindsets around uh, continuous improvement. So it just gets you to start thinking about how you're doing things to eliminate waste from a process. So one of the things that is really important to both Seth and I is you look at a process, don't look at the problem. So one of the hard things in in an operating environment and distribution is people are always doing this little thing I call fighting fires. If you're busy fighting fires, then your focus isn't in the right area. You know, you need to be, you need to be a strategic leader, not necessarily tactical. You give your team the direction to be that tactical frontline problem solver and solve this, you know, issue now, put a bandaid on it. However, you know, from the 
you know, from a strategic standpoint, we need to be sitting back looking at the process and we need to allow the process to solve the problems in the future. And that's where the lean and six sigma mentalities come into play. So by drafting, you know, by drafting that within our organization, we give people that mindset right out of the gate. And it's, it's actually really entertaining because one of the things whenever we teach these classes, like the, the most recent one that I taught was a group of yellow belts at KCD, I give them homework on the first night. And you, you might hate this, uh, Sarah and Haley, but <laughs> it's loading a dishwasher and unloading the dishwasher. A lot of times, you know, people take that for granted. And we'd say, okay, go home tonight, load your dishwasher the way you normally do it. And in the morning, unload it, but time yourself. And then the next night, load it. But what I want you to do is I want you to load it organized. Big dishes, big plates with big plates. Forks all go in the holder with forks. Spoons all with the spoons. And then I want you to time yourself unloading it. And what we find as we go through that process, when people compare what times it took them, the differences in times, we find that you can say, oh, I saved a minute. I saved two minutes. And we say, okay, well, how many times do you run your dishwasher in a year? And they say every day. And I said, okay, so you just saved one minute. That's 365 minutes in a year. 365 minutes in a year. Well, that's a few hours of your life that you just got back by looking at it from a continuous improvement process that on the daily event, one minute is so minuscule that it probably doesn't even really matter, right? You think of one minute in a day, it doesn't matter, does it, Sarah? I'm going to be very honest with you and tell you that I had never until this moment thought about loading my dish, like my um, silverware individually. Like I I had never thought about it that way until right now. But yes, one minute in a day really adds up like and now I'm going to be doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we we break it down that way to look at it simplistically to, to something that's relatable to everybody. You know, people, everybody has to wash dishes at some point. And when we think about that 365 minutes, that's, you know, roughly six hours. That's almost a full shift of work. Like that's time, you know, time is the most important thing that you have. It's the only thing you can't really get back. So it's critical to maximize your time the best you can. And when I break down that four big pillars of safety, quality, service, and cost, that process improvement or that continuous improvement mindset, that will drive cost. You know, our mentality is, you know, you, you fix a process and you let that process fix your problem. I mean, we, we've experienced a couple of problems throughout the years, one of which comes as damage and transit. And I think Seth can actually give you a really great example of one way we solve that problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we noticed an uptick in damages being reported from our customers. And after looking into it, we discovered that it was primarily our assembled product, and it was cabinets that were being damaged in transit when being shipped via LTL. So we knew we needed to take care of our customers and resolve the issue quickly. So we looked to our packaging and supplies vendor, Atlantic Packaging. They have a state-of-the-art testing center in Charlotte, North Carolina, that utilizes the industry's only multi-axis transportation simulator. So think about it as a giant vibration table that you put your product on and it simulates what the freight looks like as it's going down the road in the back of the truck. It was a neat experience. So we we got to see firsthand exactly what our freight looked like in the back of the truck. And while we were there, we also uh, had our shrink wrap tested um, to ensure that we had the proper thickness, the proper tension, the number of layers and the wrap patterns um, to ensure that that was being applied to our pallets effectively. 
Uh, and what we discovered during the two days of testing that we did with them was that we were actually performing well with our packaging, but we did have an area of opportunity uh, to make some improvements. Uh, the end result was we upgraded to a higher grade of shrink wrap. We programmed our pallet wrapping machines for the optimal tension and wrap patterns. And we added a corrugate pad to each pallet to provide additional cushion and protection for the assembled cabinets being shipped via LTL to our customers. And uh, after we implemented these measures, we did see a reduction in damage and claim, damage and transit claims. And we had numerous customers report back that they were impressed with how well our product was packaged for shipping. Uh, it was great seeing that we were able to, uh, you know, make those improvements for our customers and enhance their experience with KCD. Yeah, that's something that, I mean, I certainly have never thought of. You guys are bringing up a lot of really thought-provoking stuff um, with the with the measures that you go to. But, I mean, even something as small as the kind of shrink wrap you're using can make a huge difference. And so taking the time to step out and go the extra mile to make sure that all of those processes are in place really saves you that time in the long run having to dispute claims or work through customer support issues. That's really awesome. Yeah, Glenn, I think that's, that's incredible. And you've, you've kind of touched on a lot of um, points, but I do, I want to go back um, to the growth that Seth was mentioning that you guys are seeing double digit growth, you know, year over year. And so often during explosive growth like that, companies experience growing pains. It's a natural process. Um, but unfortunately, you know, customer service can be one of the first things to be negatively affected. Um, so I know you've mentioned Lean Six Sigma and internal process evaluation kind of constantly evolving, but I guess my question is more around a time bandwidth. Like when, when you guys are growing so fast, it's really hard to slow down and educate your team members or kind of take a step back to evaluate that process. So what are some tactical things that you guys have done to maintain a strong presence with your customer service during that growth? biggest part of overcoming that challenge of 2017 was, you know, getting the right resources when we need them. But it was also reiterating that expectation of customer service from the top down. You know, all of our associates, whether they were an assembly associate uh, building a cabinet, whether they were an order picker, whether they were a forklift operator, or someone on the dock prepping a pallet for shipment, it is everyone's responsibility to be in customer service. You report through the operations structure, but at the end of the day, if we don't provide superior customer service than our competition, we are not going to be in business. And we drove that home with our teams and we got the support that we needed and we built the structure, we built the processes and we scaled it from there. So that ultimately is what allowed us to overcome those challenges uh, during that time period of extreme growth. Yeah, I think it's one thing that's really critical that you guys are doing a great job of is putting that responsibility back on to your team and making it um, simply, I mean, kind of the golden rule, right? Treat others the way that you would want to be treated. You want to experience great customer service. I think that that's one of the reasons that there are, we won't name the big, um, the biggest, you know, shipping and distribution in the world, but that's, you know, they have great customer service. That's one of the reasons people like them. And as you guys have, have pointed out, you know, if you are not mastering that customer service element, there really is no competition because people will go where they are being treated the way that they want to be treated. And so I think that that's really something 
kind of amazing that you guys have done to put that responsibility back on your team and say, hey, we're all in the business of making sure that our customers have a good experience because at the end of the day, that's what's really important. So really great work there, guys. I want to talk about the technology that you are using in order to accomplish this. You've alluded to it a little bit. Of course, you're using NetSuite and RFSmart. Um, but you've, you've done a really great job of implementing this technology. You mentioned that you're um, kind of keeping track of the KPIs and different things um, of that nature. How has using a WMS system contributed to the success of your customer service initiatives? Well, you know, we talked about service being our largest differentiator in the industry earlier. I mean, we're, we're selling a commoditized product. Anybody can go that knows how to broker a deal. They can buy a container load of cabinetry and they can go sell it. At the end of the day, service is it. You know, being able for us to be able to process orders, pick orders and ship orders accurately and quickly is a top priority. And we empower our team to do this using NetSuite and RFSmart, as you mentioned. And, you know, being being a leader in our industry with a 99% plus in-stock rate and this, you know, big guy Amazon fast shipping and growing at these double-digit rates, I, I'd imagine there's probably listeners out there going, well, how do you do it? And I, I think that's kind of the point that you were getting to, like coming out with best-in-class uh, metrics and results. You know, being able to dispatch our orders directly to our pickers, that's a big help to maintain efficiency. Well, every time an order selector comes back to a pick control desk to pick up a new order, that takes time because they're not stopping at a snack machine, are they? They're not... They're not stopping to have a casual conversation. They're getting it directly to their RF device in their hand in real time. So our supervisors are able to dispatch those orders directly to them, which brings in the part about hosting a paper-free picking process. You know, that's another piece that helps keep the team focused on hand. And I, I talked about these four pillars earlier, the safety, quality, service, and cost. And being able to stay focused on the pick, not worrying about a paper where a paper's at, that picker can keep their hands on their equipment, hands on their cabinet, eyes on what they're doing, and it eliminates a safety restriction that's out there that you really don't think about a tangible cost that comes with that. Not to mention we save a little bit of money on paper, but you know, you know, who knows, right? So quality, I talked about that. So for us, you know, getting that order out the door accurately is a big part of that quality. So we, you know, our year-to-date network-wide, both distribution centers, the outbound quality is 99.97% accurate. And people are one of the, the hardest portions of a process to control. And utilizing RF Smart in, um, you know, in the sense of serialization, lot control, scanning, barcodes on our product helps us get there and maintain that accuracy. Because like I said, you know, a customer that gets the wrong thing, they'll go shop somewhere else. Um, service levels, you know, we talked about dispatching those orders quickly. That minute adds up. You get a whole team of pickers out there picking. We're, we're getting products out the door. We're getting shipments out the door quickly. Year to date, our on-time shipping for our entire network, both distribution centers, 99.96%. You know, a portion of that's attributed to the successes that RF Smart helps us empower our team with by driving their success. Now, you know, those are just three of the four, right? And cost comes in. I'm not worried about the, you know, the incremental costs that come with using a WMS or an ERP, right? Those, to, to, to me, that's a, that's a price of admission. Like when you're, playing, when you're playing distribution with the big kids, this is a tool you have to have, no doubt about it. But when I think about efficiencies that are drive the business of 
keeping a picker picking and not talking or not walking or not doing something they shouldn't be doing. When I think of the safety regards of not having somebody looking or fidgeting for papers or labels while they're picking, when I think of the cost savings that come with not having to reship an order or repick an order multiple times that can jam up the process, you have a line for how you ship your orders out. Like those are things that RF Smart has helped us do as an organization. And Seth was a part of that launch, you know, several years back, Haley was a big part of that launch too. And we've learned a lot about NetSuite and RF Smart since then. And we've been able to incorporate, you know, KPIs that are thought of through the industry into our business by pulling that data out of NetSuite, which of course RF Smart is recording and logging into NetSuite. So those are all pretty, you know, pretty fantastic things for us. Like we're, we're very proud. I can speak for myself. I'm very proud of our associates and operations as these are pretty top notch statistics. And if you if you watch the NFL, if you know football, Vince Lombardi said once that perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. And I feel really confident in saying that the KCD operations team is catching excellence right now. That's awesome. Yeah, Glenn, I think that's amazing. Um, and the staff, like you said, completely speak for themselves. Um, and we're you know, honored to be a part of your, your journey there. Um, and so as you know, RF Smart is you know, an out-of-the-box solution. You can use it as it is. Some of our customers, like yourself, have benefited from customizing the solution to really tailor it for your specific needs, which we can absolutely accommodate. Uh, Seth, I think you mentioned um, this has been really vital, you know, to your business. Can you share with us how these customizations have transformed KCD's process? One of the customizations that we are currently testing right now, this is going to be a big one uh, for our local customers. Um, We're testing right now, we're calling it signature capture. So it's building off of the new image capture feature, but we're actually going to be capturing a digital signature for our local customers who pick up from our distribution centers. So when a customer is picking up an order, they'll get the tablet from one of our associates. It will have every item on it that they're supposed to have. They can review it. Uh, If there are any back orders on that order, it will pop up and let them know, hey, you're not able to pick these up. They're on back order. And once they're ready to accept the order, they sign it. And once they accept that signature, it marks the order ship in our system, which right now is a manual process that's paper-based. So we're very excited to launch that customization, uh, hopefully, like I said, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, But that's going to be a big one for our customers as well. That's huge. That's awesome, guys. Um, So as we wrap up today, I will remind those of you who are listening to like and subscribe to the podcast if you're listening on YouTube. If you're listening somewhere else, a streaming service or other platform, make sure you are subscribed so you're notified when new episodes are available. If you've got questions for me, if you've got questions for Haley or Glenn or Seth, you can email us at info at rfsmart.com. And then there were a couple of resources. I know we talked about a few videos and then um, Glenn and Seth mentioned paperless picking. I have a resource for how you can do that with RFSmart that I'll leave below as well. Um, And then of course, um, if you've got questions about image capture or some of the other cool features that they mentioned today, we'll also be able to, uh, to help you out with some of those. So Guys, thank you so much. A big thank you to KCD, to Glenn, to Seth, to Healy. Thank you for the time. Thanks again for having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks.